in that uh, passage of scripture Ann just read, the Apostle Paul is basically saying that he is drawing near to the end of his life in this world. He says, the time of my departure has come. But unlike many people who approach physical death, he does not say uh, that with any negativism or any fear or any despair. No, the end for Paul, according to his faith, is only the beginning. So why be negative about death? What does concern Paul, however, is the question of how well he has lived his life in this world. How well he has fought the good fight, run the race, completed the course, and kept the faith. And in light of that, Paul is concerned with how the good Lord, the righteous judge, will judge him. Now, you and I are not necessarily coming to the end of our lives in this world, although none of us knows for sure when that might be. But we have come to the end of another year of our lives here on earth. And I've always felt that the week between Christmas and New Year's, which is a calmer week normally, is a great time to do like Mary and ponder all these things we've talked about. And as you come to the end of the year, to look back over your life and think about how it has been in this year of 2023. Like Paul, are we satisfied with what we've done or not done? Uh, have we made progress in the year of 2023? So this morning, because this is the last day of 23, I would like to challenge you to think about your life and think about it in terms of what Paul says as he evaluates his life and use the same questions that he raises. First of all, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. Now he lived in a time when uh, sporting events were a big part of life. And uh, the word fought the good fight here means a contest in the arena, a lot of contests in the arena. And the question is, has an athlete done his or her best when they leave the arena or they come off the field or the court? Have you put forth your best efforts all the way through the game? If so, you have a sense of satisfaction about what you've done, whether you won the game or not, if you put forth your best all the way through. So Paul has come to the end of his life and looking back, he feels he has done his best. He does not feel like he's left anything undone that he had intended to do. So how about you and me? Do we feel that our achievements over the past 12 months have accomplished all that we intended to do in 2023? Have we done our best? How well did we fulfill the goals or commitments, the intentions that we had a year ago on January 1st of this year? It would be interesting 
if people made a list of their New Year's resolutions, to be able to pull them out and look at them now a year later and see how well we have done. I know what mine would have been. Or I didn't write them down, but I know what they are, and I can check them. I don't know about you, but I hope you can think about yours as well. But the next thing Paul says is, I have finished the race. And again, that's one of the great challenges of life. It's easy to begin something, to start something, but it's much more difficult and challenging to carry it through to a good ending. I'll never forget how I learned that lesson when I was in college, went to school up in Kentucky, Bluegrass State, horse racing state. And one night I went to the Red Mile, which was a trotting track where they raced pulling the driver behind in the, the little Surrey. And in the uh, local newspaper, uh, every time they raced, they would pick each race which horse would win. And then when you got to the track, they gave you a program and it did the same thing. It would tell you which horse was going to win each race. And in the third race, they both picked the same horse. And I thought, boy, there's a sign if I ever saw it. So I put down my $2 wager and I went excited to watch what the horse would do to see what I would win. Well, sure enough, the horse shot out of the starting gate ahead of everybody else. He led by four or five lengths halfway around the track and then he just stopped and went over to the rail. And that was a bad omen for the rest of that evening. I was in college and I think I lost $20 over the course of the evening. I learned that's why I don't bet anymore, that's for sure. But it was a sure thing. It got off to a good start and then suddenly it stopped. You know, there are some people in life that are that way. They get off to a good start but then they don't see it through. Whether it be getting an education or entering into marriage or taking on a job or making a confession of faith in Jesus Christ and being baptized or being a church member, they start with great enthusiasm, but then they end up a failure because they just don't stay with it. They don't see it through. Like that horse, they just go over to the rail and quit. I've always felt that one of the most important qualities that I've always looked for in hiring church staff members or in choosing people to be leaders, like we're doing now, nominating elders and deacons, one of the most important qualities is that of perseverance, the ability to see things through. There's never a lack of good ideas. They're everywhere. But not everyone is able to carry them out or willing to carry them out. So perseverance, seeing it through, is so important. The next thing Paul says in this passage to Timothy is that he has kept the faith. Like all of us, there was a time in Paul's life when he made a confession of faith in Christ and he was baptized, how well did he keep that commitment, that faith that he expressed? You know, when the going gets rough, when disappointment, disillusionment in life 
sadness, sorrow, tragedy come along, how well do we keep the faith? How well do we remain faithful to God when bad news eclipses the good news? When we look at the headlines on TV and in the paper every night, night after night, everything seems to be going downhill, downhill. Do you still have faith in a God who's in charge of the world? I do, but I know a lot of people begin to question that. And I've always had a hard time uh, with people that have been involved in the life of the church uh, and been leaders in the church. I had one couple that uh, was in my church in Memphis and they chairman of the board, chairman of the elders, very active. And then they retired and they moved to Florida and they never even went to church. And I never got that. I never understood that. Or parents who will raise children and bring them to church every Sunday and have regular attendance. And then when the children grow up and leave home, the parents' attendance begins to drop off. I've never understood that one. To me, I think it's always a, a, a tragic thing when people suffer a major calamity or sorrow or disappointment in life. And when they become bitter and negative toward God, rather than turning closer to God. Why, when you lose everything else in life, would you want to let go of the one thing that is there for sure? Jesus had a lot to say about the importance of remaining faithful to God until the end, and especially keeping the faith in the midst of life's most difficult moments. So many of the Lord's teachings are about this very thing. Stay with it, stay with it. The parable of the sower and the seeds, the parable of the wise and foolish maidens, the parable of the last judgment, and I could go on and on. Jesus put it very clear, very clearly when he said, not all who cry, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom, but those who keep the faith, who remain faithful, and who do the will of God. They are the ones who inherit the kingdom of heaven. The Apostle Paul felt that he had kept the faith pretty well throughout the trials and tribulations of his life, and he did go through a lot because of his faith. How well did you do in the past year, 2023, in your commitment to Christ and to this church? You know, I, I'm also always amazed by the people that are members of this church that are always down here. It seems like almost every day, always involved, always committed, always making things happen. Like the Hesters on Christmas Eve, they were here for every service we had, making sure all the behind the scenes things were taken care of. And yet at the other extreme, there are some people who become a part of the church, but then they seem to have a hard time even coming to church on a regular basis. But Paul finds great joy in his life, feeling that he has fought the good fight, he has completed the course, and he has kept the faith. And I would hope that you might feel the same way 
as you look back over your life this past year and get ready to enter into the new year of 2024. In the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes, we read, better is the end of a thing than its beginning. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. Of course, that's true only if you have the perseverance or staying power to see it through to a good ending. And what is it that enables us to do that? What is it that enables us to succeed with our goals and, and the things we want to achieve in life? Because it's vitally important, I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about it not only in light of looking back over 23, but looking forward to 24. As maybe if you haven't done already, you set some goals for your life in the year that lies ahead. Uh, first of all, what is it that's important? What is it that uh, gives us staying power? Is number one, you've got to have the right values and goals in life. If you don't have a goal in life, you'll be like the pilot who came on the PA system in the airplane and announced to all the passenger that we're making great time, but unfortunately we're off course and I'm not sure where we're going. A lot of people are like that in life, full throttle ahead, but they're not really sure where they're going. Having the right goals and values in life means being able to tell the difference between that which is passing and that which is abiding, or that which Jesus called treasures on earth versus treasures in heaven. It's also the difference between those who are content to settle for what is second best in life and those who will settle for nothing less than the very best. <clears throat> Like a lot of you, I'm concerned that our world today is struggling with this, and the greatest evidence of it is the lack of public morality that we have today. That keeps seeming to get worse and worse, but without the right goals and the right values, uh, you're never gonna be able to be successful in life. So a second recommendation, a second requirement necessary to keep the faith is having the power to endure, to persevere, like I said a minute ago, see things through to the end. And, and this means you've got to stay in constant touch with the source of that power to persevere. And that source is God through Jesus Christ. And the only way you can stay in touch with the source of that power for life, we all know the answer, is through worship, through prayer, through Bible study, through fellowship, through the basic spiritual disciplines. As we read in that beautiful passage in Isaiah, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. And not only does staying in constant touch with God give you the power that you need to see things through, but it also will affect your attitude in life. When you feel that spiritual strength that your spiritual life brings you, uh, you have a much more positive attitude. 
I've also, as a minister, been amazed by so many church members I've known over the years that say they want something, a strong spiritual life, and yet they do nothing to really nurture it. They want to develop a strong prayer life, but they don't ever pray. They don't ever go to a prayer group to learn how to pray with others. So many people want to know the Bible, but they don't come to Bible study when we offer it. Of course, that's just another reflection on the difference between those who have the power to persevere and those who don't. A third important requirement, if you want to learn how to persevere in life, is that of keeping the right company, associating with the right friends. I cannot say enough about the importance of the friends you choose to have in this world. It's your friends who make your life, absolutely. But are they making your life good or are they making it less than good? Do the people you associate with enhance your life and make you a better person? Or do they diminish your life? Unless the friends you keep have the right values and goals, uh, then you won't have the right values or goals either. Again, it says in the book of Genesis, it's not good for anyone to be alone. But I would rather be alone than be caught up with the wrong group of friends. And anyone who's a parent also understands that very well when it comes to your children or your grandchildren. <clears throat> Finally, a fourth requirement that is necessary if you want to persevere, if you want to see the new year of 2024 all the way through to the end of the year, is that of making full use of the present moment, or what I call living in the now. Although the past is certainly important, and what we are today is a result of everything we've been through in the past, both good and bad, and although we want to be properly prepared for the future, um, we don't want to get stuck in the past or caught up in the future because of fear or too much excitement about the future. We need to, need to put all of our time and our energy into the present moment, where we are now, who we're with now, what we're doing right now. And again, Jesus taught us to live the present to the fullest uh, in so many ways. He said, if you live today to the fullest, tomorrow will take care of itself. And all of us have certain talents and abilities and resources, opportunities that come our way. But if we don't take advantage of them now in the present, we won't have them in the future. So here we are at a pivotal point in history, the history of your life and mine, the end of one year, the beginning of another. Where does it find you? How well have you fought the good fight? Have you finished the course? Have you kept the faith as you've done so? And I'd like to end in a sort of a rapid fire way by throwing out a lot of questions that I challenge you to think about, not only in evaluating 2023, 
but in looking forward in the 2024 and how well you will live your life. Here are some of those questions. Have you, will you spend time with family and friends? Have you given yourself to Christ's church and the church's ministries? What have you done for others in the spirit of love? What have you contributed to your local community as well as to the world to make them a better place? Are you closer to God now on the last day of this year than you were on the first day of the year? How much better do you know the Bible now than you did a year ago? How many treasures in heaven did you lay up in 2023? Eternal values that nothing can take away from you. How much self-discipline and self-control do you exercise? Do you spend more of your time being upset, angry, frustrated, and depressed? Or are you calm and peaceful, joyous and loving? What have you done in the past 12 months? What will you do in the next 12 months to build upon those things that are most important to you? And lastly, how do others look at you? As I said, this is a, a good day for not only reviewing the past year, but also looking forward to the year that lies ahead. Happy New Year to all of you. God has given you a new opportunity to start all over again.